Thank you, Jeff. Please turn your Bibles with me to Luke, the 19th chapter. Reading a familiar story today about Zacchaeus. Luke 19, I'll be reading the first 10 verses. And I'll read that in a few minutes. Have you thought recently about why Jesus came to earth? Jeff just saying, sometimes we forget. We need to be reminded. If someone asked you, tell me again why Jesus needed to come, what would you say? A friend and I were talking a few days ago about this subject, and there were several things that we came up with which served as good reminders for our souls. Jesus came to show us who God is. There seemed to be a lot of misconceptions about the Father that Jesus needed to clear up for people, especially those who were religious. His view of God, as well as his modeling how to trust the Father, was a turning point and continues to be a turning point for humanity. Jesus came to show us how to live truthfully. How to live truthfully in relationship with God and others. He showed us that love is the most important characteristic and the best action that we can have in any situation. Jesus came so people wouldn't have to live in darkness and fear because he is light and hope. He came as the fulfillment of all that God had begun since the beginning of time. Now we could, of course, go on, and I know that you are thinking of things in your mind that I haven't brought up. But I want us to think about this reality because at the end of the narrative that we read today, Jesus gives a key reason why he came. To seek and save the lost. Jesus came to seek and save those who were lost. Have you ever been on a journey where you planned to find something? People go on trips all the time to find something. They go geocaching. They go antiquing. They go exploring to see historical sites. They go to find their roots. In all of of these instances, there's a sense of people going out to get something valuable that they need or they want. It is the same with Jesus. He left the splendor of heaven to come to earth and entered our brokenness and our hatred and the mess we have made of things so he could seek out those who were far from God and bring them home to reconcile us to the Father. His death and resurrection give power to those he saved. So then his work continues. That's what I want to talk with you about this morning. There are many ways to frame the ideas found in the story of Zacchaeus. But let's focus in on how the body of Christ continues the work that Jesus showed us how to do of going out to seek and save the lost in our world. Lost here doesn't mean damned or doomed. Lost means in the wrong place. The Bible is a story of God reaching out to those who are far from him, who are in the wrong place. 
and offering them the opportunity to come back to where there is life. This is the work we have been given to do. Jesus shows us this truth so beautifully in his encounter with Zacchaeus. So let's see what the scripture says today. Luke 19, starting with verse 1. He entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, Ugh, he is gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half my possessions, Lord, I will give back to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and save the lost. Father, give understanding to our hearts and minds. May we be as earnest, God, in seeking you as Zacchaeus was. Amen. The story, which is unique to Luke, is sandwiched between Jesus healing a blind man on the road and the parable of faithful service. Jesus is nearing the end of his ministry and is headed to Jerusalem and passing through Jericho, which means fragrant in ancient Hebrew. Jericho in those days was very wealthy. It was an oasis for those um, who wanted to find a beautiful spot in the midst of a desert. It was important for trade and commerce. It hosted beautiful palms, balsam groves, and gorgeous roses because it was well watered by a freshwater spring. It was a place where influential people had second homes, including King Herod. Because it was a haven for rich people, it was a boon for people who collected taxes, who were able to get wealthy doing an honest day's work, but could make so much more money when cheating people along the way. Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector, so he had moved up the ladder, skimming money off those he was supposed to serve, and now was taking from those underneath him. In this story, there are three things Jesus does in this encounter with Zacchaeus that help us to know what we can do when we want to reach out to those who need salvation. Simple things to accomplish the work of God, which is seeking and saving the lost, which Jesus expects his church his followers to do. Number one, Jesus notices someone who is trying to see him. Zacchaeus was curious about Jesus, so curious that he abandoned his dignity by scampering up a tree to get a glimpse of the Savior. The song we sing with the children says, he climbed up a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. Children love this story. Because it's something that they can understand. Like Zacchaeus, they are short. 
and they often need a perch from which they can see. So, of course, climb a tree if you can't see. It's an adventure that way. This would have been a sycamore fig tree with lots of leafy um, branches that are wide and spread out and easy to climb, had a lot of leafy foliage to cover. Zacchaeus runs ahead so as not to miss Jesus, while maybe not wanting to be seen himself. One gets the idea that there's just no way he can get a seat, so he gets creative. Surely he had better things to do. He's a rich man who had many responsibilities. But his actions show that he is seeking more truth, more meaning than perhaps he is experiencing. What if there's something to this teacher that everyone is talking about? You see, one does not put oneself in a tree as an adult for no good reason. Zacchaeus had to be hoping for something that would change his life. Jesus here is at the end of his ministry. People know him. It's an almost celebrity sighting for him to be passing this way. There are crowds. Word about Jesus had been reverberating through the villages. Zacchaeus wants to see himself. What's the big deal? In doing so, he primed himself for something different. Jesus noticed someone going out of his way to see him. Zacchaeus made a decision to look at somebody who was supposedly from God. So let's think about this. Who in your life have you noticed is already seeking to know God? Who has questions but hasn't trusted him yet? Who's going out of their way to see him? This is the easiest kind of evangelism because people are primed. Jesus said, look, pay attention. The fields are white with harvest. This is our job. This is the work of the Lord and our responsibility as his church to actively be seeking out those who are lost. So who in your life is wandering aimlessly but wants more? but wants to know who Jesus is. Write that person's name down. Pray for them. Pray about how you can engage them. Number two, Jesus invites Zacchaeus to spend time with him. In this case, Jesus actually invites himself over, which is unusual for the culture. It wasn't really done, but Jesus operates with his own set of rules. He knew Zacchaeus had room and had the means But being friends with other people, taking time for conversation, this is how Jesus operated. He wanted to talk with Zacchaeus about what was happening in his life. If someone is going to climb a tree to see God, they must have questions and things that they need to process. And he calls Zacchaeus by name. Because Zacchaeus doesn't know it, but Jesus already knows him. He wants Zacchaeus to understand that he has come to the tree intentionally to ask him to come down. The children sing, Zacchaeus, you come down. 
For I'm going to your house today. I'm going to your house to stay. People want to be known. They want to be understood and listened to. Jesus shows us his ministry is relational. It takes time. It means that we have to change our schedule to make room for others. It's not always convenient. It doesn't always fit in the activities of our day unless we make it happen. Jesus here is making time with Zacchaeus a priority. He tells Zacchaeus, hurry down. Hurry down. No more delays. Let's make this happen. Sometimes we assume a lot about other people and what we think to be true about their lives and their background and what they think about God. Sometimes we think we know them. We know they're good people or we know they're church people. And we make up things in our mind that must be true about what they believe. But we don't really know one another well. Until we stop and go to their house, sit down with them, spend time with them. God made us with great complexity. And once we identify those in our lives who are seeking God, there are so many things. I am always surprised, always, when I sit down with someone and they share with me their journey. What they think about God really, the hurts that they have. The things that they absolutely don't believe that I had assumed they did. There are many things for us to talk about. And discussing eternal things, not just things that are happening in the world. Not things that are surface. Not things that don't matter. Not things that don't touch the soul. Discussing eternal things is what we should be inviting people to do. Making time in our schedules. The best thing we can do is listen to one another, to affirm one another, to talk about the Lord, to reason together. When my friend and I talked this week, it made me think about things that I haven't thought about for a long time, about who Jesus is. We can reason together and bless one another and pray together. Zacchaeus probably had a lot to talk about. How can God love a sinner like me, maybe? How did my life get to this place where my priorities were so out of whack? What do I do, Jesus, about living with the shame of stealing from my neighbors? How do I rebuild trust again? How does it really work to become a new person? What happens next? These things take time. People have to process through what it means and accept how God sees them. It takes intention to help them grow in the Lord's life together. But that is eternal time. And those who help find the kingdom then turn around and help others in. Zacchaeus was an expansive, creative personality. Think of the many people he must have helped to know Christ. Number three. Jesus affirms Zacchaeus' salvation with those who are judgmental. Because Zacchaeus had already conducted his hated business in a crooked way, he was considered one of the worst offenders in his community. He was universally loathed, we see here. Here's Jesus, 
whom many had come to see. A man of God who had helped many. And now he's choosing to have dinner with a sinner. These people are quite convinced of their position, enough to be grumbling aloud for everyone to hear. Some notes from the Geneva Bible, which is from the early reformers in the 1500s, says this. Those who reject God's grace cannot stand it when others have it. Wow. That is a powerful truth. Those who reject God's grace cannot stand it when others have it. There's so much judgment in our world about people who choose to follow Christ. Zacchaeus was responding to Jesus' invitation to know him more and to be saved. To have his life change from this moment on. Zacchaeus was eager to be God's person. And yet the world was rushing in already the moment it happens to keep him in that place of condemnation. What should have been a great moment, a celebratory moment, people tried to stop and ruin. We have to tell people about grace. We have to be people of grace who give away God's grace in real ways. The word for grumbling here is the same as the word grumble in Exodus with the children of Israel after they leave Egypt. It's a complaining about how God operates. So is the judgment then about Zacchaeus? Or is it about Jesus? Or is it both? Notice that Luke records that they all grumbled. Those who were righteous and those who were just there to see the parade. Jesus is coming to bring forth a new way of life. A new way of being. Grace is for sinners. End of story. This week we were so blessed to go see the evangelist Nick Vujicic along with some of you. We've been having his advertising and seeing his ministry of life without limbs. And the revival that he conducted at various churches each evening was transformative for our community. So many people have come to know the Lord this week because of his preaching. He gave a powerful testimony, a funny testimony too. About how God's truth is for everyone to know Jesus. And he made a statement that I just have been thinking about all week long and I kind of can't get it out of my head he said God forgives your sins and remembers them no more he was inviting people to come to the altar and he was just staring intently at the crowd and talking to them really with the spirit of God it was so evident to me that the spirit of God was there and he was saying the Lord forgives you you have to believe that And he remembers your sin no more. This is huge. And our hope, it's our hope that that would be true. But sometimes we want people to be punished. And we want them to suffer. That's not our plan. The people in Zacchaeus' community, are they, are you kidding me? This guy gets salvation? No, that cannot be right. Do you know what he's done? Do you know how he's cheated us? Do you know how he just lived for himself? 
what Jesus is demonstrating here. Zacchaeus shows his repentance by saying how he's going to make restitution four times what the law demands. If the people are mad that Jesus is going to his house for dinner, they must be furious. But now he gets to be forgiven. Just like that. The tax collector and the cheater. Just like that. In a blink of an eye. Done. His life changed. We talk about how our life is changed sometimes in awful moments. But our life is also changed for the good. Just like that. With God. His sins are wiped away as far as the east is from the west. Jesus helps those whom society shames. The woman caught in adultery. The woman at the well. Zacchaeus too has been shunned. Because of his sins, he is an outcast. He's not with friends who set up places on the parade route to see Jesus. He's in a tree by himself. Jesus seeks out Zacchaeus so he would know that the life that Jesus came to give was for him too. Now he's given it and Zacchaeus has a new identity. He's no longer the tax collector and the cheater. Now he's the beloved of God. Jesus tells everybody salvation has come to the house of Zacchaeus because he has responded to the invitation given. In the body of Christ, we always have to be careful to affirm the grace that God has offered. We must never get ahead of the Lord or act like we know better who gets to be saved, who really is saved, who doesn't get to be saved. Those of you who know, help to know, help others to know Christ, those people might be vilified by their community that they were once part of. Even if they weren't hated like Zacchaeus is, people who don't trust God have little tolerance for those who do. Maybe it makes them uncomfortable when people change. People reject the grace of God and then don't like it when other people accept it. And they may actively work to bring those people down who have trusted Jesus. And we have to be ready to step in and to continue to affirm God's grace is real. You are the beloved of God. God has chosen you. God has chosen all of us to be forgiven. We have to live our lives with grace, not with legalism steeped in fear, steeped in our own idea of salvation. This is God's work. I read a beautiful piece this week by Dr. Meta Stamper, who is a Presbyterian pastor in Britain. She says this, The Queen's Jubilee was celebrated last year here in the UK, and when she would visit a place, people would go to great lengths to catch a glimpse. So Zacchaeus was doing just that climbing a tree to catch a glimpse of the king. But the difference is that when Jesus finds him and us, he doesn't then offer a welcoming regal wave and retreat to the palace. As Jesus puts it, salvation comes to Zacchaeus' house and and Jesus follows us home. The king goes home with us to live. This is our anchor when we come alongside others whom Jesus wants to reach. He came to seek and to save those who were lost. That was once us. And now we work to introduce others to him. And Jesus shows us how. By noticing those who are looking for him. By inviting them into conversation. By offering a different way to live. 
by affirming their decision when the world cynically turns on them. So let's keep offering the way back to life.